0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Ramblings, Podcast 341. I don't have anything new to talk about this time, so I thought I might talk a little bit about the top 10 things on my Steam wishlist right now, which has gotten up to a ridiculous all-time high of like (laughs) 31 games. And then in the second part, I have a little bit to say about the two new uh, gameplay modes in Legends of Runeterra, and that's all I have for this time hopefully you'll enjoy the show So my top 10 list for my wishlist on Steam is mostly based on how much I want uh, the thing in question but also a few things are up a little bit higher uh, than they might otherwise be due to a release date because some of the things uh, aren't releasing this year. They have like unknown dates so there might be a little bit of shifting uh, based on that but basically it's sort of in uh, the most desired order, and who knows, you might find a thing or two on there you didn't know about and might be interested in yourself. The number one thing on the list is Remnant from the Ashes expansion, subject 2923, due out on August 20th, and that will be, I think, a simultaneous release for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Regular followers of my podcast will know I love uh, Remnant from the Ashes quite a bit. It's a little bit hard for me. I'm not uh, super great at uh, the Souls-like games. So I can pretty much only play it on hard. But it is super fun. I have a great time with it. I love it uh, quite a bit. Uh, Right now, I don't get uh, pretty much hardly any time to play anything. But I do play it uh, quite a bit. I think my main character has... Uh, More than 200 played hours in it. I pretty much just play the one character, though. Um, I'll either redo adventure mode, or... Lately, I've just been doing uh, quite a lot of survival mode, and, you know, just trying to survive and see how far I get. I usually have a hard time getting past uh, even the first boss on easy mode, so I guess I'm not very good. I gotta get good and uh, do better. But it is a super lot of fun. It only has the release date, though. I don't think there's a price for it yet. I would be surprised if it was more than 15 to 20 bucks. even if it is uh, a huge new zone area. I know they're adding zone and a bunch of new creatures and obviously some new bosses. But I don't think they can charge too much for it because they have claimed uh, this will be the last DLC. So if they charge too much, people will just not buy it. Uh, because they'll be like, well, why should I pay so much when it's going to be the last content uh, drop there's going to be. But I am looking forward to it quite a bit. The next thing is Evil Genius 2, which is only releasing on PC for Steam. There is no date. Uh, they are targeting 2020, but I guess since there isn't a date, it's probably going to be out in like October or November, so they don't miss the holiday season. You can pick up the first game really cheap these days. A few times they've basically given it away for like a period of a week. But it is basically you are playing a sort of evil genius, uh, as the name of the game implies. And you're building up your base. You're choosing uh, what rooms to build where in a sort of an open area. You get to pick you know, how you want to build your base. And then you train up various guys for various jobs. And it's sort of the, I guess you could call it a simulation game, where you kind of tell them uh, what stuff to build, and then it's up to them to uh, properly build it. And then you set a training of, I want uh, this many guards and this many valets and this many of this and this many of that. And then they just go out uh, and do their evil jobs that you tell them to go do. And it's quite fun. The the new one will have a different campaign for each of the four evil geniuses. So there should be quite a lot of cool variety, as well as a lot of cool new things. Of course, the forces of good, quote unquote, are always trying to stop you. They'll come in and investigate your base, and they'll infiltrate, and they'll go different places and try and get evidence. And so fighting may ensue. They might uh, start shooting at you guys, so you guys have to be ready for that. You can also make traps and set special doors, so it gets really complicated and really interesting. And if you're into that sort of thing, it is super fun. The next one that is probably on pretty much everybody's list is Cyberpunk 2077, coming for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 on November 19th. It will also be available on Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5 when it comes out. I know for Xbox they're giving you a free upgrade. I think they're also doing it for PlayStation 5. I'm not totally sure on that. But Cyberpunk has been a role-playing game that's been around pretty much as long as I remember role-playing games. I think it came out in the mid-80s. So it's gone through several different versions. There have been a few video games uh, based on the role-playing game, but I think never... Uh, sort of following the rules of the system. I think this one actually does uh, follow the most current rules, and they've been uh, heavily collaborating with the the writer and designer of the original role-playing game. So it should be really close to uh, a pen and paper style experience of role-playing game. There is some shooting, but it's you know role-playing shooting style in a futuristic world setting. It should be lots of fun and very cool if you are into role-playing games. The next one has gone up and down my list quite a bit. I have a love-hate relationship with that. Anybody who has followed my podcast for a while or sees me posting anywhere knows. Destiny 2 Beyond Light I have hope for. Um, You know, it's pretty high on my list. Mostly, though, that's because it's coming out soonish on September 22nd for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. I say I have a love-hate relationship for it because I like the shooting. The shooting is uh, very solid and very fun, but I've been doing the same areas, you know, the same zones, the same quests, and the guys are all scripted, so it's always the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And you do that for years and years and years, and you get kind of tired of it. So I'll go back and forth on if I'm enjoying it or not because it's like, it's the same thing I've played a million times, you know, yet at the same time it's still pretty fun. But I don't like how they take stuff away from you, especially now they're going to be sunsetting uh, equipment based on, you know, what level it is, when you got it. So they're taking more things away than ever. But I don't know, maybe this time uh, they say they're going to be shutting down older content people aren't doing anymore and bringing up new versions of other things as well as adding a new uh, darkness slash thesis subclass. So maybe this time they will actually uh, finally do more than they have before and uh, do more stuff that is new. I don't know quite for sure if I would pre-order it if I had money. Quite on the fence about it. And, you know, as I just said, there are other things I would definitely get uh, before this one. But if you've been into Destiny, uh, definitely look out for that. Coming in just a few months. Outriders is a science fiction third-person shooter, which have uh, power-based classes. They actually haven't announced all the classes yet. They've announced three of the four. Looks pretty cool. Coming for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. Also, Xbox Series S and PlayStation 5. I know Xbox is saying they want everybody to have a free upgrade to Xbox Series X. I don't know if Sony is doing the same thing for PlayStation 5, so keep an eye out uh, for news on that. There's no date for Outriders, so again, I'd guess October or November, as they say. uh, They're looking at 2020 release. It looks pretty cool. It looks um, very interesting. It is uh, quest-based and zone-based, and it is a static uh, story from uh, point A to point B. They do say there's going to be a lot of side quests, so there's going to be lots for you to do as a um, single player or co-op player with your friends. But it isn't a live service like Destiny. This is uh, very much a set story from A to B. So, I'm kind of concerned about replayability. Um, they say that you will advance the world tier of the game. So, it's sort of like, I guess, New Game Plus. You know, you can just keep playing and it will scale up uh, in level as you go. It is a loot-based, uh, shooter. So, you will want to keep leveling up and keep looking for new gear. But again, since it isn't a, um, I guess, live service model like Destiny, I am concerned about you know, how much content is there actually going to be? How much are you going to be rerunning through it? You know, the same stuff over and over, just at a higher level. And, you know, how quickly are you going to get tired of it since it's not a, uh, you know, live service? You know, when is that next expansion going to come due? You know, how much are you going to be rerunning the same thing over and over before it comes out? Et cetera, et cetera. It does look really cool and really interesting And so I'm definitely keeping my eyes on it. Gears Tactics is actually out now for PC with an Xbox One version in the works with no release date for that. It is a tactical uh, turn-based game, sort of in the style of XCOM. And I was pretty into XCOM. Um, Again, I'm not really great at the strategy games, but this does look really cool. I've always been interested in the Gears. Uh, world and sort of lore, but I've never actually played any of the games. This one I would actually pick up um, probably a lot quicker than its position on my list would imply because it's already out. Uh, for one thing, I don't know how much replayability there is because it is uh, sort of a A to B mission structure. So once you go through those, there are supposedly random missions after that. But the question is, you know, how interesting will those be? The next game is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It is out now for PC, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One with a Stadia version coming uh, in the future with no release date. If you are into Star Wars, this is a pretty cool one to check out. It has a Souls-like style of play where it's a little bit more tactical in terms of the combat. There's a lot of story and lore which is really cool and interesting. I hear there are Multiple uh, difficulty settings. So, if you aren't good at Souls like games or don't want uh, a super difficult challenge, you can supposedly turn it down uh, to one of the lower settings and uh, get through it just fine. I like Star Wars uh, quite a bit. I probably actually would have already picked this one up if I knew my laptop could run it. But I am, you know, 99% sure it wouldn't run it or it wouldn't run it. Uh, at playable frame rates, which would be enjoyable to play. So I've decided just to kind of back off and wait uh, and see. You know, because I'm hoping with the stimulus checks to get uh, a laptop upgrade so I can, you know, theoretically work remotely as well as play new games. So I've been sort of uh, waiting to see. Also, as a single-player game with limited content, I know I'd probably only play through it once, um maybe twice so you know paying that full 60 dollar original launch price is you know pretty pricey for something i'm just going to play once or twice so i've been waiting for a sale and it was on sale uh, this last weekend for like 30 bucks which was really tempting but again i'm trying to hold off uh, and get a new laptop so we'll see hopefully soon i can get it the ascent is coming out for PC, Xbox, and Xbox Series S. It is a sci fi action RPG. There is no known release date for it. The reason why this looked really interesting to me was there really haven't been uh, a lot of action RPGs out there uh, based in science fiction. Usually it's like, you know, they're just a Diablo clone, they're still in the sort of fantasy genre. This was the first one I think I've seen that was uh, science fiction based and it had role-playing elements. There were uh, some quests in the trailers, so it looked really interesting to me. If you're into uh, Diablo-like games and science fiction, keep an eye on it. Looks pretty cool. Star Wars Squadrons is next on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and if you have VR on any of those systems. Uh, I believe you can uh, just go into VR and then it will be, you know, uh, the view of your pilot from your cockpit. This is due out on October 2nd. I believe it's pretty cheap. I think it's only like 40 bucks. Way back in the day, uh, there was a Star Wars game called X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. It was actually a series, if I recall. I think there were two or three of them that came out. And Star Wars Squadrons uh, is basically a new version of that. I saw a Really interesting uh, interview with the uh, lead developer. And he said, Yeah, that was pretty much our inspiration for this, along with, you know, this and this and this other thing. So if you were into those games back in the day, or you would be interested in a Star Wars game where you are a pilot uh, of a small fighter, usually an X Wing or TIE fighter type, then check it out. Uh, It will have a uh, campaign. So you can play it not PvP, but of course the um, big thrust of it will be, I believe, 5v5 uh, PvP. Of course, one side plays Rebels and one side plays the Empire. So if you're into that, or might be, it would be uh, worth keeping an eye on. Phew, such a long list, but here we are at the end. This one is one that sort of came out of nowhere. I hadn't really heard about it before. It's called Stray for PC, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. There is no date and it's targeting next year, 2021. But this is a super interesting looking science fiction world where I guess you play a cat. <laughs> they don't they don't really explain anything in the trailer, but it looks super cute and super interesting it's in a sort of cyberpunk futuristic world. So if you're into something a little bit different uh, and wouldn't mind being a cat, (laughs) check it out. And that's really it uh, for my top ten. Like I said, my list is ridiculously long. So some of these positions uh, might shift around. Other things might come up that were lower down the list. Like Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is probably one that many people are looking at that's a bit lower on the list. Because you know again, it's a single-player game. I don't want to pay a uh, full price for something I'm just probably going to play it once. But check out my notes page for the podcast if you want uh, direct links to any of these, or of course you can uh, look them up yourself) <laughs> So I just have a very little bit to say about the new Legends of Runeterra modes. The mode that came out, I think about two weeks ago, was the Gauntlet. This is a mode where you select a deck you've made, and then it goes through kind of like an expedition where you can do up to seven wins, and you can fail up to two times in a row. So you can win and then lose, but if you win again, then then you're still in it. But if you lose again, then you're out of the run. But I don't know. It's it's kind of like ranked play, but all of the ranks put together uh, in terms of potential opponent. So it's like I only got to gold rank last season. I'm not even up to gold rank this season. But I could be matched up against somebody who's you know in the top 10 players. So I don't really see the point of it. It's, I guess, interesting that you could fight anybody at any skill level with your deck, but it's like you can already do that in Ranked, so I don't understand. I guess the real reason is it gives the developers a way to sort of give you targeted-slash-special matches. Like, the last one they did was uh, called Singleton, I think, where you can only have one copy of each card. That was kind of interesting. But again, you know, unless you were probably in like the top, you know, 75% or above uh, percent of players, you're probably not going to have a great time because you're probably going to get matched against somebody who will just crush you (laughs) in terms of um, how mismatched it will be. I did, I think, on the very first day it came out, Uh, get up to four wins, but then after that, any time I tried, I couldn't even get, you know, past the second win, so I did not like it. I haven't really gone back. I might pop in, you know, like every time they put a new one in, but I don't think I'll fall in love with the game mode. The new thing that just launched yesterday is called lab mode, and I guess this will have uh, similarly, you know, a changing uh, rotation of what they're going to do. But this time it is that when you start the match, you get four champions put up and you can swap out, you know, whichever one you want for a random replacement. Once you have your four selected, then it will pull in a deck uh, and make it based on the regions of those champions. And then when the match starts, it starts at three mana. So you're not starting, you know, at one like a normal match. So it's like, I don't know. I played twice and both times I just got crushed. It seems really, really susceptible to good random draws. If somebody gets, you know, a champion like Timo, that's like, he's one mana and he has stealth. You pull up that and it's just like, you are going to decimate your opponent if they can't stop that. And since it's a random draw, there's pretty high chances if they draw something like that. They're just going to steamroll you because they're going to get so much early momentum. So I don't know. Seems like a good idea, but it seems like it's also really susceptible to just random good draws on the part of your opponent. And then it doesn't matter if you're skilled or not. They're probably just going to crush you. So I don't know. I don't know what future uh, modes of the lab will be. If they change that or not. But similar to uh, Gauntlet... I'll probably just take a pass.
1: Ahoy there and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha! The following be are the rapscallions that donated their booty.
0: We do be thanking Sean R ar- for the most generous donations. Three cheers for donations hip-hip, ar-hip-hip, hip So that's it for this week's podcast. Things are still pretty terrible. I'm in lockdown day something like 112 in my area. Things are starting to reopen. Uh, I guess they're letting limited number of people into restaurants uh, for inside seating. Supposedly, you know, things like haircut places and dentists and those kind of places are being allowed. A few visitors but nothing that really uh, changes my life. I'm still locked out of anywhere to be, so I still have you know extremely, extremely limited access to my system and and gaming. I mean, I don't even really carry my laptop around these days because it's not worth it. Because the old laptop can't play um, games at all unplugged, really, and it can only run something like an hour you know, even just for general web surfing and such. So it's not even worth taking uh, with me because it's too short of a time and I don't have access to power. And then, of course, you know, there's the chance of, you know, what happens if I drop it and it breaks, you know, because everywhere it goes, super hard concrete floor and not a desk. Or what happens, you know, if it gets too hot in the car because, you know, these days it's pushing you know 80 and sometimes even 90 degrees. And then it's going to be, you know, getting cooked. So everything is still really super sad. Like I said, I am hoping for more stimulus money or, you know, other uh, donations that might be helpful. I have enough, um, barely, maybe, if there's not tax for an entry-level system, which right now I'm looking at the Acer Predator Helios 300, which just came out with a new version it's really amazing for 1200. It's got a good screen with very high color accuracy, 144 Hz, I think RTX 2060, and it's a little bit small hard drive, it's only 512, but it has a space to add in either a standard SSD or uh, a new school M2 drive. So, it's all kinds of really good specs for the price. But I'm hoping a second stimulus check will come, and then I could get something a little bit better. You know, look at an RTX 2070, maybe even 17-inch. That would be great, because I have a 17-inch now, and thinking about going down to 15 is kind of like, I don't know, I've never had a 15. You know, it'd probably be fine for gaming, but what about, you know, if I'm doing design work? You know, those two inches could make a big difference. Technically, it's only 10% smaller. But, you know, in some tests I've done with pictures, it looks like it might be quite a bit smaller uh, for design stuff. And with my getting, you know, a little bit older, some of those, you know, control panels on the side might get a little bit too small. So I would like to stay 17-inch if I can. But, you know, that depends on if a second stimulus comes or not. Um, You know, I, I don't have a whole lot of choices. And, you know, I gotta keep... Uh, money for bills and such so if a second stimulus comes you know i can spend a little bit more uh, to get a slightly nicer system but you know most of that's got to be saved for bills so everything is still really sad and terrible and still uh, mostly a waiting game and just trying to hang on but you know hopefully uh, everybody else has shelter and has at least an okay life and uh, a much better chance at hanging on uh, than I do. And I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time, because I'll probably still be waiting and trying to hang on to all the money I can. But who knows? Maybe uh, news of the stimulus, or maybe even the stimulus itself, will come out. Because that's, you know, three weeks from now for the next podcast. But hopefully I can continue to hang on, and everybody out there... Also can hang on. And hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Key thanks, bye.
1: At a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type Rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non Derivatives License 2020.